You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications and Projects Manager here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I am speaking with Jeffrey Gonring. He's the Director of Marketing and Communications at Biotrack THC. Biotrack was founded in 2010 and became members of NCIA in 2013. They currently have over 2,000 locations in the country using their commercial software. They have offices in Florida, Colorado, Washington, Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, that sounds fun. And Puerto Rico. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me. Excited to be participating. Yeah, for sure. So before we dive into learning more about Biotrack, I'd like to hear a bit more about you and your background and your professional history and what it is you were doing before working in the the cannabis industry and movement. Sure. So my experience is rooted in digital content strategy, but my background was very heavily influenced by corporate communications and integrated marketing since I spent a lot of time working in an agency and consulting capacity, both independently as an LLC, I serviced contract work, and as an agency employee, I served as a consultant at an agency. And that gave me the opportunity to work on a lot of different projects with a lot of different brands in a very short time frame. And as a consultant, you get the opportunity to help plan the bigger picture strategy rather than operating your single piece of the marketing function as you typically would when you're working on the client side. So 
I really came to enjoy the integrated strategy approach rather than working on a single piece of the function. And during that time uh, that I worked with the agency, I helped build leadership communications plans and led the digital strategy function for the boutique agency out of Castle Rock, Colorado and its clients, which the agency exclusively serviced Fortune 500 and their executive leadership teams. And then from there, my most recent role before Biotrack was with Qdoba Mexican Eats, which is a popular Mexican fast casual restaurant chain, very similar to a Chipotle. And with them, I helped develop their digital content strategy and messaging structures across web, mobile, and email. And I also did the technical project management for a lot of the companies. Uh, digital marketing technologies such as the current Qdoba.com, their CRM tool, and a few others. And during my time with them, the company was owned by Jack in the Box out of San Diego. And after about a year there, they closed the Denver office and moved it to California and offered me the opportunity to come with and keep my position. But at the time, I'd just bought a home and started a family here in Denver. And so I wasn't ready to pack up my things and go. So I declined and I ended up being contracted back by the company for three to four months before there was an opening with Biotrack, and I ended up landing a full-time role here. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. That's that's a really interesting background, and, and I really like the the macrocosm uh, uh, that you were able to work in with being able to do a little bit of everything, it sounds like. That's great. Um, so... Fast forward to getting into the cannabis industry, a lot of people have uh, a personal story or have some kind of epiphany moment that got them involved in cannabis. Um, I mean, it's it's still federally illegal, and there's an activist component to it. So, what is what's your what's your reason? So, I do have an epiphany moment, but first, more openly, I've always had a personal preference towards cannabis. Um, I've always preferred it over alcohol as my personal way to relax, and that's partly because I believe it's a safer and healthier alternative to alcohol, but as an adult, I've come to use it less for socializing and more for just sort of much-needed personal time and separation time where I'm somebody who wakes up thinking about work, then I work all day, and I go home, I'm rehashing the day and what I could have done differently, and then I literally go to sleep and dream about work, and (laughs) I know a lot of my industry peers can relate to that feeling, and sometimes just being able to leave the office doesn't really equate to work-life balance, and cannabis has always been my key to be able to turn that off and sort of enjoy the moment rather than sitting there rehashing what I could have done differently that day or planning for tomorrow, so sometimes it just provides me with that much needed mental separation in the day to day. But in terms of the more serious and important applications, when I was 17 years old, I had a very close family friend fall victim to Ewing sarcoma, which is a very rare form of bone cancer. And he was 23 at the time. Mm. He was living in Illinois where we still didn't have any legal access. And I caught on fairly quickly that a family member of mine had been providing him with cannabis. And that was really the only thing that allowed him to eat, sleep, manage pain, and feel even remotely normal. And he battled that for about two years before passing away. And without cannabis, those final two years really would have not been much worth living. And seeing that really shed light to me of how valuable this can really be from the medical side. And even to take it a step further, 
I moved to Colorado in January of 2013, and I didn't get directly involved in the industry until late 2016 on a consulting basis. So in the few years that I lived here watching recreational unfold and experiencing legalization from outside of the industry, it was just so obvious that there was a shift that was finally happening in public perception and that people were realizing the enormous benefits that come with full legalization where we're seeing the significant tax revenues that go towards public schools and infrastructure and there's just so so much positive impact on the community and watching that unfold in the state as it progressed I just knew this was where I wanted to be and I was always really eager to find an opportunity so when an opportunity came along to get my foot in the door that made sense for me, I made sure to jump on it. Wow, I appreciate you sharing that story and I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your friend, um, but also glad to hear that the quality of life in those last couple of years were improved by cannabis. Um, yeah, I can also definitely relate to um, what you were saying about thinking about work all day and, and you know, even prior to my job here at NCIA, I also was just the same. I would get home from work and I'm still just ruminating about the entire day. Um, and cannabis helped me transition. Absolutely. I, I can 100% right. relate to that for sure. Um, so now in the present, you're, you work with Biotrack THC. Um, uh, what exactly is your role there? And uh, explain for the audiences what exactly Biotrack THC does for the cannabis industry. Sure. So I started with Biotrack in February of 2017, and I was hired originally as a digital content strategist. Um, at the time, the marketing team had just undergone some structural change, so it wasn't perfectly clear where the team was headed and how my position was going to unfold, but that didn't slow our day-to-day -day progress. So as we continued to build out our marketing strategy and our goals for the year, it quickly became clear that the majority of our efforts were focused on digital. I, it's 2018. It's not a huge surprise that the majority of marketing strategies today are digital. Plus in cannabis, a lot of grassroots tactics aren't even legal. And if they are in different states, they're very highly restrictive. And at the end of the day, who we're trying to reach for our business is licensees. So we have a very niche audience where a lot of the traditional grassroots marketing tactics wouldn't be all that effective. And so through my LLC that I had mentioned earlier where I service small business clients and help them establish their digital presence, I had had a lot of experience and had a knack for being able to get very solid momentum in the digital sphere without much financial investment or any team support. And so that style and direction made sense for Biotrack and our small marketing department. So it came together very favorably for me and I was ultimately promoted to director of marketing communications in October of 2017. So now I oversee the company's entire integrated marketing communications strategy spanning across our digital and traditional mediums, branding, leadership messaging, communications, and public relations. Uh, and then Biotrack as a company we provide seed-to-sale tracking software and business intelligence solutions for every vertical of the licensed cannabis business in every regulated market, whether in the U.S. or internationally. 
as well as providing government oversight software to the local governing agencies in a particular or in a given state. So ultimately, our goal through Biotrack as a company is to help bring cannabis into the mainstream by proving through these tracking softwares that this product can be brought to the public in a way that is not going to become some huge burden on public safety. And that's ultimately what we want to exist to accomplish, where we know not everybody's pro-cannabis, but whether you're for it or not at this point, we all know that this is happening. Whether you're for it or not, we can all at least get behind doing it in a way that it enforces public safety, transparency, and accountability. Got it. Thank you for breaking that down. Yeah, there is no shortage of uh, compliance requirements in our industry, as we all know. Um, and seed to sale is is at the tip of our tongues every day, for sure. Um, so we're going to take a quick break here and then come back and talk more with Jeffrey from Biotrack THC. Um, and before we take the break, I just want to shout out to the listeners. If you'd like to give me some feedback on what you like about the show, what kind of content you'd, content you'd like us to cover, people you'd like us to interview, how long you've been listening, please send me an email at podcast at thecannabisindustry.org. I would love to hear from you. All right, we're going to take that quick commercial break and come right back and talk more with Jeffrey. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Be one of the first to register today at USCCExpo.com. That's USCCExpo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. We're talking with Jeffrey Gonring from Biotrack THC. So, um, 
as we were saying, cannabis industry, highly regulated, seed to sale traceability is at the center of much of what we're doing in our industry. And it's it's a requirement in, in states with legal cannabis um, that direct to plant companies, whether you're growing it, selling it, infusing it, extracting it, um, they have to do some kind of tracking and reporting. Uh, can we talk a little more about that process, the, the big picture there? Of course. And as you'd imagine, across every one of those business verticals, it's a very complicated process that varies in nature from business to business. But at the end of the day, the process can be a little bit unique from state to state as the rules and regulations are still very fragmented since there's no federal guidance, especially now that the coal memo has gone away. We have even the limited federal guidance that was there before is now gone. But a very simple explanation of it is you start by tagging your plants and products with some sort of barcode or ID that ultimately carries information in it, such as the products, the plant's genetics, the QA results and its potency, uh, the lineage information. And that information is passed on through new child barcodes as the product is broken down into different cannabis byproducts like oils and edibles. And then those child barcodes provide that same detailed info that I just described, but it also includes the information from the barcode that it was processed from, so the plant from which it came. So ultimately, you're able to see the genetics, QA results, potency, lineage information, tracing it all the way back to the individual seed or plant or clone from which that product was originated. And then throughout that process, various data points associated with that seed-to-sale life cycle are required to be tracked and reported to a state agency or traceability system for compliance purposes. So that's ultimately where BioTrack comes in, where we assist both the businesses with collecting, compiling, and submitting that data in a compliant and timely manner, and we also assist several state-level governments by providing a software system, a traceability system, to collect and organize that data that's been reported in a way that can actually be interpreted coherently. So as you mentioned in introducing this question, seed-to-sale tracking really is at the, in the center of everything that we do. And the way we always like to talk about it at BioTrack is that people need to recognize seed-to-sale tracking and the software as really the backbone of any licensed cannabis business. So compliance aside, the most successful businesses in the world have detailed data and analytics on every single facet of their operation, and they have someone to harness that data and analyze it so they can draw insights, draw business results, create operational efficiencies, all of which will ultimately impact your bottom line. So any and everything you do in your business is ultimately being tracked through your seed to sale software because you're required to for compliance. So you take that a step further and make sure you're adding in different pieces of your standard operating procedures, for example, can be saved within your software. Your seed to sale system should be the backbone of every single thing you do. And then you have this hub of data that you can turn to and create and draw these very intelligent business results and create like I said, different efficiencies, understand sales trends and forecast out purchasing trends. So the power of the data that's in that system cannot be exaggerated. 
Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to making good business decisions with the analytics that all that provides, like what, what is, what's the intention behind having this tracking as far as regulations go? Like what kind of consequences are there if, if your data is wrong or like if a plant walks off or, you know, what, what's going on there? Sure. So the, tracking piece came into play when the Cole memo was initiated in 2013, where the attorney general, James M. Cole, basically stated that business who enlist strict tracking and regulatory frameworks surrounding their cannabis programs will essentially be left alone by the federal government. So Mm -hmm. that spurred the need for some type of system to be able to prove to the federal government that we are doing this safely and transparently. And now granted, since then, the Cole memo has been repealed. So now we no longer have federal guidance, but that is still the unspoken bar, if you will. Nobody wants to go below what the Cole memo required because right now there is no federal guidance. So nobody wants to put that risk on their state and really put a highlight or a magnifying glass on their local cannabis program and say, hey, come take a look at us. But Past that, I know there's a lot of fear mongering out there with people claiming you'll get slapped with monumental fines and you'll see email headlines claiming huge compliance fines and things like that, but it really isn't a joke. And we've heard of dispensaries getting fines from their state governing agencies of upwards of $20,000 for different compliance infractions. And granted, that's a big fine, and they, but they definitely happen to people and they can be as simple as I misentered a number into my traceability system. I meant to put this, but I put that. And now I'm dealing with tens of thousands of dollars in fines to my business. And sometimes it can even mean suspensions of your license and ability to operate. And again, that goes back to the sort of the elephant in the room here. Not everybody's pro cannabis and the Mm -hmm. feds are part of that group. So the goal of this tracking is to be able to prove clearly and beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are able to do this very safely, very accountably, and in a way that essentially eliminates any black market that was surrounding this industry. So being on the tracking side of things, we already know that this can be done. So it's up to the businesses to be properly tracking and reporting to show the general public that, hey, even if you're not pro-cannabis, we can all get behind doing this in a way that's safe and transparent. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Above board, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what former Attorney General James Cole has to say. He'll be a keynote speaker at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo in July in San Jose. Um, yeah, that should be really interesting to hear from him. Um, so are there any other non-cannabis industries that have similar detailed tracking and reporting requirements like I don't know if my bottle of wine can get traced back to uh, you know like one grape tree but um, you know are there others out there that are have similar requirements yes and uh, there are yes there are there are lesser requirements in some industries like cigarettes and alcohol for example but where biotrack actually got its roots is one other industry that's tracked closely, which is pharmaceutical drugs. So our business originally formed in the late 2000s around a biometric-based tracking solution that was meant to combat the ongoing opioid epidemic in South Florida that, I mean, we still see it nationally today with 
uh, opioids being a huge problem. And this software used a non-identifying fingerprint scan to associate a patient's purchase from one business to the next where these businesses wouldn't otherwise be connected. So long story short, we were faced with a bit of an uphill battle with big pharma and major, major businesses and, and out of nowhere, some growers and dispensaries from Colorado reached out to our founders and asked if you guys had any interest in repurposing this technology for cannabis, where at the time, Colorado was only medical and they knew rec was coming and they knew there would be some level of required tracking, but they weren't sure what that would be. So these guys were looking to get ahead of it and saw a solution that made sense for what they were trying to do. So our founders knew at the time that cannabis had huge potential. And as an added bonus, it was an avenue to ultimately combat the opioid issue using a different angle rather than trying to track it and combat big pharma here today we're seeing more and more states allowing opioids not only as an alternative or allowing cannabis not only as an alternative to opioids but also as an addiction treatment to opioids so through biotrack thc we ultimately created the software and pivoted to help uh, for the workflows of cannabis and as an added bonus we get to combat the problem that the company was originally formed for but in a little bit of a more passive aggressive way <laughs> yeah, no, that's super interesting. And, and NCIA published a white paper um, a, a year or so ago um, with the title of Cannabis, a Promising Alternative or Solution for the Opioid Crisis. So we definitely are seeing that as an exit drug uh, for those who have opioid addictions, which is um, it's great to see people coming off uh, these these really – horrible for you substances um we have to jump and take a quick commercial break but we'll be right back to talk more with jeffrey from biotrack thc state ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. 
Do you have new ideas that you believe will make a difference in the cannabis industry? Looking to make your brand or service stand out? The first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is seeking sponsors and speakers for its inaugural event August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners are all welcome to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Grow with us in this groundbreaking event, the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, and we're wrapping up our our uh, talk here with Jeff from Biotrack THC. Um, so he- here's here's a question for you, Jeff. Um, so if I'm in a medical cannabis state like California or Massachusetts, uh, but I have a license for adult use uh, that are coming, like they haven't been implemented yet, but the, the state voted to legalize adult use. So I'm a medical cannabis business and I have that license for adult use, but the the regulations are not quite clear. They're in a state of limbo. I'm not exactly sure what changes are going to come, what requirements I'm going to have. How do I handle that state of limbo and like wait and see what's going to happen or try to prepare and be psychic about what's going to go on? What, what would you recommend? Partners like us and consultants in the more established states have already helped businesses transition into a regulated and tracked business model going from no business whatsoever or from a medical to a recreational. So no matter how much you feel like this is this uncertain and fearful transition, we've done it before. We know exactly what you're going to be faced with. We know how the system's going to operate more or less. It's going to be 95% the same in your state as it is in another state. We can tell you the majority of how it'll work in addition to the pieces that are different. We can educate you on every piece of the process, the transition all the way through it. And as much as you may be scared to go through it and you're worried about the transition, there are partners like us that can make it a lot smoother and a lot less painful. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's good to know. And I'm sure plenty of folks listening that are in that situation right now are feeling a little more calm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so Biotrack's been been around, uh, been a member of NCRA for several years. Um, so thank you for your membership. Why why is being involved in the National Cannabis Industry Association important to to you and and your company? Well, for us, we aim to be able to provide uh, business solutions and products in every single regulated state. So a lot of the state level associations and events are very hyper localized where if I attend an event in a given state, everybody there is from that state. And that doesn't really give you exposure to the learning opportunities and the mistakes and things people are running into in other states, which is really the most valuable information you're able to gather at this stage in the game is understanding the intricacies and the complications from another state and figuring out how you can avoid those same problems as your state comes to launch its program. So being able to have that common thread that ties together the whole national presence is so crucial and being able to knowledge share and and provide best practices across state lines that are applicable in other states. So 
being able having someone to tie together the national presidents is so beneficial for us. Great. Well, we're glad to have you as as part of this big nationwide family. That's uh, I think we're at about sixteen hundred member companies now, which is mind blowing. Um, so, in in our upcoming um, cannabis business summit and expo, it's our fifth annual conference. It'll be in San Jose this July 25, 26, 27. Um, not only are people going to be coming from all over the country, but we have quite a few attendees coming from all over the world, actually. Um, so that will be really exciting to be sharing uh, what the potential of the global market is is what all that potential is. Um, so that's just one thing I'm looking forward to about being at uh, the summit next month. Uh, so how about you? What what are you most looking forward to? And are you guys exhibiting or or presenting in a panel or or how how involved will you be this summer? Yeah, we're gonna have a couple of team members. We'll, we'll have a few team members in attendance. We'll have our booth there, and we have two of our sales department team members that'll be involved in some of the lounge sessions that they're doing this year. But we've just been really anxious about getting into the, getting into the California market and getting our feet on the ground and really getting a taste of the regulated industry. So we were a little disappointed that they extended the temporary rules and regulations because we were hoping to come in there with a freshly launched recreational program, but no less we're really anxious to spend some time in that growing market and like I said we're looking forward to sharing some knowledge in the lounge sessions with our team members and you mentioned James Cole speaking earlier and I'm personally very stoked for that so yeah yeah me too and you'll probably see me uh running around with uh, the video crew and and the cannabis radio microphone doing a lot of interviews with members and attendees and presenters and everything in between. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, well, we have run out of time. This has been an awesome conversation. Jeff, I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and expertise, and I look forward to seeing the Biotrack team in San Jose. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Bethany. We're looking forward to it, too. All right. Well, until next time on the next episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.